Ain't gonna burn ourselves out no more. Ain't gonna burn ourselves out no more. Got each other on our side, plus all the folks at Fried the Burnout Podcast with Kate Donovan. Welcome to Fried, the Burnout Podcast, Season 5. The goal of each Fried episode, whether you're an entrepreneur, parent, employee, or otherwise defined, is to create moments of spontaneous healing by ensuring that you feel seen, heard, connected to others, and validated. By doing this, Fried fulfills its mission to kill the shame, blame, and judgment associated with burning out, and Fried adds to its original goal of creating a movement to hashtag end burnout culture. Should you need a coach, Fried coaches are standing by to help guide you through recovery. Book a call anytime by visiting the links in the show notes. Should you need a speaker, you can hire me, Kate, and you can rest assured that your people will have fun and learn about burnout at the same time. In the meantime, I'm ready to give you this week's episode, which will help you heal just a little bit more, starting now. Hey, Fried Fam. Today, as I sometimes do, I'm going to be taking on a little bit of controversy. And this little bit of controversy, I understand, might be met with some blowback, and I'm ready for it. Here's what I really want to discuss with you today. Every single time that I read a headline of an article that bashes using self-care as a burnout protection or a burnout recovery measure, I cringe a little bit inside. My stomach turns into a knot, and I sit with it knowing that I disagree with the statement, and then also wondering, for just a few moments, if my life's work is completely meaningless. There is, I understand this and I know this deep in my soul, a system that we are all functioning within that aids in the creation of burnout. We as a society and a culture really do need to band together and change these systemic issues to create a more burnout-proof world. I believe this so strongly that I personally started the hashtag End Burnout Culture. Ending burnout culture requires increasing psychological safety, working on true equity, yes, for everyone, moving away from the idea that all productive, all the time, hustle culture is the best use of our working slash living hours, and unwinding our own personal internalized habits that we adopted from the culture that we're in. All that to say that I do not believe that self-care is the answer to burnout or the only answer to burnout. But I do strongly believe that divorcing yourself from internalized burnout habits and leaving situations and systems that refuse to change or are not changing fast enough to have any effect on your well-being are parts of self-care that are absolutely critical and crucial when it comes to burnout recovery. The massive issue that I see with telling everyone that self-care isn't a burnout recovery or prevention tool is that it places your locus of control outside of your body and your wisdom, which means that it puts you in this completely disempowered place that could lead you to not bothering to work on your burnout recovery since it's the system's fault anyway. Waiting for the system to change while you're already burnt out is not a successful plan. Having an internal locus of control, 
has been shown to protect people from the negative health effects of stress and also to positively affect health outcomes overall. There will be an article cited that you can read in the show notes. So in that regard, if we're going to talk about having a locus of control that's within yourself, that's internal, let's take this time to look at the factors that are in that locus of control when it comes to burnout so that we can look at things that you actually can influence. And these are the things that I relate to self-care in a burnout recovery mode. Part of my self-care plan is definitely getting a pedicure. That's not what we're talking about here. So we're talking about the self-care that is deeper, that goes beyond just the surface stuff, but we are not dissing getting a massage and a pedicure because sometimes that's exactly the thing you need, and that's okay too. We can move through changing the system without bashing the things that we're doing already. All right, so here are the factors that are in your control when it comes to burnout. Number one, looking at whether your burnout is mostly internal or mostly external. So I have a tool that I use with clients that to have to give them an eagle's eye view of how they are currently viewing their own burnout scenario. Having this view allows people to create perspective. And then you, as a client, you can choose items that you know you have control over, thus reinstating your own locus of control. Using this tool over the past three or four years has taught me that most people believe that their burnout is about 50-50 internal and external, regardless of the news that says it's all on the system, right? So you can check out a simple chart that I will link to in the show notes so that you can go through and you can check off. These are the things that I think are affecting my burnout internally. These are the things that I think are affecting my burnout externally. And it just gives you this overall picture of, okay, so these internal things, maybe I should work on this factor first because that seems like the easiest thing to deal with. And if you look at the external things and you realize that 80% of them are related to your job, then it's time to update your resume, right? So this gives you sort of an idea of if these are the causes, if these are the assumed causes of my burnout as I look at it today, then which of these things do I have some control over and what can I do? So this is a really important tool and something that I start most of my coaching clients with. That's critical. The second factor that's in your control is if you realize, I just mentioned this, but I'm going to say it again. If you realize that your burnout is mostly external and you can accept that you need to create an exit plan for your job, then you have returned the locus of control to your body. Sometimes the majority of the causes for burnout are on the external side. Sometimes you are in an extremely toxic work environment. But guess what? You have a little bit of control over that too. You might not be able to change the system, but you can leave it. I am not suggesting that everyone has the financial means to quit a job without a backup plan. I am suggesting that if you realize that the majority of your burnout is because you're bullied at work, creating an exit strategy is a must-do and will, once again, bring your locus of control back to your body and put you back in the driver's seat of your life. This is true self-care. Ha 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 
Fried fam, I tell you in nearly every episode that step one of your burnout recovery is blood work. And I know that a lot of you avoid it because it's a pain and because your doctor has told you that everything is quote unquote fine. And they refuse to test all the things that you think you need. What if I told you that you could test what you want, when you want, from your home with just a couple of drops of blood? Cyfox Health allows you to do just that. You can buy tests as one-offs or join a membership. Either way, you can test and track your results to help you make decisions about your burnout recovery journey. Get 10% off any membership, subscription, or one-time test kit right now. Go to cyfoxhealth.com forward slash fried for your discount. That's S-I-P-H-O-X health.com forward slash fried. Third factor that I believe is in your control when it comes to burnout recovery is using practices that can help your brain come back online. We have talked about this a lot on the podcast, and we do not cover every aspect of what's going on in neuroscience with stress because that would be, you know, a much bigger episode than I usually make as a straight from Kate. Maybe someday I'll dig a little bit more into it for you. But we do know, and it is often touted in this podcast and others, that the front of your brain loses some of its power, the part of your brain that's responsible for fear gets enlarged, so you have these over-exaggerated emotional responses and you have no way to filter them. There are plenty of studies that show that yoga nidra, which is in the West sometimes called a body scan, it is a tool that can reinstate these connections in your brain. I recommend it constantly to clients because it has been shown to increase activity in the prefrontal cortices of the brain, so that's the part that gets thinner with chronic stress, and at the same time, it reduces the hyperactivity of the amygdala, and that's the part that increases activity with chronic stress. So overall, using yoga nidra on a regular basis will actually improve your ability to handle your day-to-day life, and get this it's free. You can YouTube it. You can head to Insight Timer and listen to Jennifer Piercy. She's my personal favorite. And there are other tools that you can use to get your brain back online. If you just dip into Googling sympathetic tone and vagus nerve tone, you'll find a million resources. All right. So, so far we have three things that you can do that are in your control when it comes to your burnout recovery. Number one, you can look out whether look at whether your burnout is mostly internal or external. Number two, if it's mostly external, you can start creating an exit plan that is safe for you. Number three, you can use practices that can help get your brain back online. Number four, you can respect and act in accordance with your current abilities and resources. This is a huge piece of self-care and covers everything from You can exercise and move your body as much as is useful for you right now. If you're not burnt out, this might mean a high-intensity exercise a couple times a week, a spin class, and some weightlifting. And if you're uber burnt out, that might mean slow walks in nature and some yin yoga. If you love yin yoga, you can check out Maggie Supernova. She is a fellow burnout professional, and she does online yin yoga classes, which are exquisite. This also covers how much you can do in the course of a day. 
You might have previously been able to keep up with a 12-hour or even longer day, and now you're wiped after four hours. Respecting where you are is within your control and is critical. Good? All right, so that's number four. Number five, thing that you can do within your control to help yourself recover from burnout. Improve your immediate physical environment. Small changes in your physical environment that make you feel safer will reduce your burnout load. Yes, I did write a paper with research that supports this. I talk about it in a Fry the Burnout podcast episode that I will link in the show notes. A couple of weeks ago now, I bought an $8 wire cover on Amazon that keeps the wire on my podcasting headphones from twisting onto themselves. This might seem like a small thing, but when you have 137 of these things all around you, these small inconveniences and irritations, it means you are in a constant fight with your environment, you're increasing your overall stress levels, and decreasing your ability to handle new stressors as they come in. Also, it is critical, and yes, I absolutely mean critical, to have things like blankets and mugs that you like. All right? So that's number four, improve your immediate physical environment. Is that number five? One, two, three, four. That was number five. So now we're going to number six, something that you can control as part of your burnout recovery. Now, I know I'm going into a lot of things today, and when you are a client of mine, I would never ask you to do all these things in one session, but I want to give you a huge list right now because I want you to really understand how much paying attention to yourself and caring for yourself actually influences your burnout recovery, despite what some of the articles say. So number six is get in touch with your values. This is another freebie that I offer that I will link in the show notes, and I offer it because it's so important when it comes to burnout recovery. Knowing what your values are and taking action to move yourself toward a life that is more aligned with them will catapult your recovery. Being in alignment matters. I don't mean this in a woo-woo way. I mean this in a neuroscience way. If you are living a life that does not match your values about 75 to 80% of the time, you are creating stress for yourself on a regular basis that your body has to react to. Your values, just like anything else that I'm talking about, are not the only thing that matters, but they are important. So if you are consistently living in a way that is not in alignment with what you perceive to be important, good, and morally right, You are fighting against yourself, and the more you fight against yourself, the more you fight against the world, and the more you add to your own stress levels. That is something you have control over. Number seven. I told you this was a long list today. The seventh thing that you can do to keep the locus of control within your body and help yourself recover from burnout is learn how to speak boundaries into being. Boundary setting is what allows you to stay in touch with and aligned with your values. It's what allows you to respect your current energy levels. It's what allows you to leave a job or a manager that depletes you, to maintain friendships and relationships that sustain you. Boundary setting is absolutely the number one skill you need, no matter how uncomfortable it makes you, when you're recovering from burnout. I recently did some research some boundary research, and the initial results show that 50% 
of people are reluctant to create boundaries with their workmates, friends, and non-immediate family members. In addition, 40% of people do not know what words or tone to use to state a boundary. Listen, everyone, these are skills that you can learn. If you don't know what words to use and you don't know what tone to use, get some help. There are books out there. I'll be writing another one. But there are books out there that give you scripts and ideas of what of how to state boundaries and how, what tone to use and what kind of energy to bring to them. These are skills that can be learned. They are not innate. You are not supposed to know them without education, but they can be learned. They're not natural and they do not come to you without practice. But this is something that you can improve and it will help protect you from burnout aid in your recovery if you're already burnt out, and it helps you keep yourself in alignment with your own self-care. All right, I think that was seven. I didn't number these on the list. I should have six, seven. Yeah, okay. So number eight, this is the last one that I'm going to read out to you today. The last thing, not well, not really the last thing, the last thing on the list today that we're going to talk about as far as maintaining an internal locus of control so that you can have some influence over your burnout process is to start meeting your foundational needs and then working your way up. Fried the Burnout Podcast is also called Burnout Church by you guys sometimes because we do release on Sundays, which I just think is hysterical. And on, on Fried, we often joke about going to the bathroom when you need to instead of holding it to write that last email, do that one more thing. We joke about this a lot, but I really mean it when I say this. And every time I use this example in a keynote speech, every single woman in the room is giggling and shaking her head. So seriously, go pee. Even like right now, if you have to pee, like please stop the podcast and go pee right now. It is really, really difficult to notice and meet your bigger needs when your basic needs are ignored. Why would you allow yourself to invest in a coach when you don't even eat when you're hungry? Work on being in your body enough to notice when you are thirsty, tired, have to use the bathroom, your eyes need a break from the screen, you're full from eating, your body is asking you to move the basics. We're not even talking about knowing your emotional world right now. We're talking about knowing your basic physiological needs and meeting them as best you can. When you start doing this on a regular basis, when you start caring for yourself on that very base level, you start to believe that you are deserve even you are deserving of even more care. You start to believe that you are deserving of even more care, and then you can work into bigger needs. But in order to meet your own needs, you have to be involved in your own life, and you have to be aware of your own body. If you're busy meddling and overhelping and being over-involved in other people's lives and not paying attention to yourself, you're going to miss out on key signals. The basic ones, seriously, thirsty, have to go to the bathroom, need to move, need to close my eyes, the basic, basic things. Okay? So I'm going to do one more recap before we wrap up today. 
using self-care to come out of burnout is very, very important. It is not, as I mentioned in the beginning of this episode, the only thing that needs to happen. There is change outside that needs to happen. But I also believe that part of the change in the system happens when less of us are participating in said system. And I realize that not everybody has the privilege to be able to not participate in the system. So if you are someone who does have the privilege to not participate in the system, I'm asking you today to use that privilege first for yourself and then have that spill over for others. So I'm going to go over the factors that are in your control and are related to self-care when it comes to burnout recovery. Number one, look at whether your burnout is mostly internal or external. Number two, realize that if your burnout is mostly external, you need to create an exit plan for your job. Number three, use practices that can help your brain come back online. Number four, respect and act in accordance with your current abilities and resources. Number five, improve your immediate physical environment. Number six, get in touch with your values. Number seven, learn how to speak boundaries into being. And number eight, meet your foundational needs and then work your way up. Now, I don't want to do, I don't want you to do all of those things starting today. If you are somewhere in your burnout recovery journey, I want you to choose one of the things I mentioned today, the one that seems the easiest, and start practicing that first. And do it until it becomes really natural and you're doing it all the time and it's really easy. And when you get to that point, you can add one more thing. We believe in small steps for burnout recovery. That's what is the most important. All right? So next time you see an article that says self-care is not the solution for burnout, I want you to link back to this podcast episode <laughs> and help me spread this message so that I can stop losing my mind every time I see an article with that title. All right? Here's to your healing. Here's to my healing. Here is to our communal healing. My goal with every episode is for you to have a moment where you feel seen, heard, validated, understood that allows you to have just a spark of healing and get you 1% closer to being that person and being in that place that you want to be in your life. All right, Fried Fam. Until next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Ain't gonna burn ourselves out no more. Ain't gonna burn ourselves out no more. Got each other on our side, plus all the folks at Fried, the Burnout Podcast with Kate Donovan.